0: Please be seated for our Bible readings.
1: The first reading is taken from the book of Psalms, Psalm 34, beginning at verse 1. It can be found on page 538 in the Old Testament section of the Church Bible. In this reading, we read of David praising God for his faithfulness and might in delivering him from a hostile situation. I will bless the Lord at all times, his praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul makes its boast in the Lord. Let the humble hear and be glad. O oh, magnify the Lord with me, and let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord, and he answered me, and delivered me from all my fears. Look to him and be radiant so your faces shall never be ashamed. This poor soul cried and was heard by the Lord and was saved from every trouble. The angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him and delivers them. O oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Happy are those who take refuge in him. Oh fear the Lord for his holy one, you his holy ones. For those who fear him have no want. The young lions suffer want and hunger. But those who seek the Lord lack no good thing. Come, O oh children, Listen to me. I will teach you the fear of the Lord. Which of you desires life and covets many days to enjoy good? Keep your tongue from evil and your lips from speaking deceit. Depart from evil and do good. Seek peace. And pursue it. The eyes of the Lord are on the righteous. And his ears are open to their cry. The face of the Lord is against evildoers. To cut off the remembrance of them from the earth. When the righteous cry for help, the Lord hears and rescues them from all their troubles. The Lord is near to the brokenhearted and saves the crushed in spirit. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord rescues them from them all. He keeps all their bones. Not one of them will be broken evil brings death to the wicked, and those who hate the righteous will be condemned. The Lord redeems the life of his servants. None of those who take refuge in him will be condemned. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Hear the Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to Luke. Glory to you, O Lord. The Gospel reading is taken from Luke, chapter 1, beginning at verse 46. It can be found on page 61 in the New Testament section of the Church Bible. In this reading, we read of Mary giving praise to God, her Saviour. And Mary said, My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God, my Saviour. For he has looked with favour on the lowliness of his servant, Surely, from now on, all generations will call me blessed. For the Mighty One has done great things for me, and holy is his name. His mercy is for those who fear him. From generation to generation, he has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the thoughts of their hearts. He has brought down the powerful from their thrones and lifted up the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things and sent the rich empty away. He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy According to the promise he made to our ancestors, to Abraham and to his descendants forever. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ.
0: Good morning everyone. Uh, If if you folk were marooned on a desert island with only one book of the Bible, I wonder which one you'd choose. Well, I hope you never have to, and that I never have to, Uh, but if I had to make that choice, I'd opt for the book of Psalms. And I I think it's good that in the next few weeks uh, we're going to be uh, looking at Psalms in in greater detail. You know, the the book of Psalms, their range of subjects is so vast, so full of life's experiences. John Calvin uh, writes about how all the sorrows and troubles and fears and doubts and hopes and pains, perplexities, and the many, many uh, outbreaks, stormy outbreaks of life and are all listed in the book of Psalms. Yes, indeed. But, for me, far more important in the Psalms is the element of worship. Psalm after psalm calls us to praise and prayer. We're all summoned to praise the Lord. And uh, how right, too, that Sunday after Sunday we begin our services with a psalm of praise. Uh, the Psalms of praise with their rich spiritual food and their powerful fuel which enable us to worship the Lord of Lords and King of Kings. Well, this morning... Uh, Guess what? We're going to look at Psalm 34. We're all going to look at Psalm 34. You can't get away with it. You all have a copy right in front of you. Perhaps those of you who are watching online might like to find a Bible with Psalm 34 so that you too can, can, can follow as well. You see... Come along... We need each one of us to engage with God's Word. You may want, as we go through, to underline a particular verse. There may be a verse there that stands out for you. A verse that the Holy Spirit is highlighting for you personally. For you personally today, and one that you can take away with you and cling to. There's not going to be time to look at every verse in detail, otherwise we'd be here till midday. But come on, let's pray. Oh Lord Jesus, our teacher, please bless each one of us here with some word or phrase in this psalm that will draw us closer to you, that will strengthen our faith and trust in you, and encourage and equip us to witness to you throughout the week. Yes, Lord. Amen. Mm -hmm. You know, David wrote uh, this uh, 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 34th Psalm um, when Saul had been trying to kill him. And he'd sought refuge with King Achish. In fact, he was also afraid of King Achish. Do you know King Achish's other name? Abimelech, well done, good, Abimelech. And David began to act as madly insane so as not to pose a threat to the king who then decided not to arrest him or kill him. Now, we know all of this. It's recorded for us in 1 Samuel chapter 21. But the point is that this was one of the darkest times in David's life. And he, and he writes... In the opening, in the midst of this darkest of times, he writes in the opening words of Psalm 34, come on, let's all say verse 1 together so that we engage with what's there. Come on, what did he say? Together, I will bless the Lord at all times, his praise will continually be in my mouth. You see, David here is expressing his own commitment to praise God. His God who is worthy of all praise. His God who is worthy of unending praise. That praise will be continually on his lips. It will be there at all times. Not only when he's lost in wonder, love and praise, worshipping with other followers of God's followers in the temple, but also when he's living and going through agonies in the presence of his enemies, as he is, or as he was then. And take note that his praise is not, not stored in his heart with that nice feeling. No, it's expressed in words and declared as he extols the Lord. Then, what does he say in verse two? Come on, together. My soul boasts in the Lord, Let the humble hear and be glad. Yes, may the humble hear him and rejoice with him. The humble, yes, the humble. Those who, oh, those who've seen themselves in peril and in need, unable to help themselves and have recognized their sinful ways. They who through grace, come on, we who through grace, have recognized that we've done all the sinning and that Christ has done all the saving. We boast, not in ourselves. We boast in Christ and boast in Christ alone and rejoice in him. And then in verse three, David issues an invitation Come on, come and join with me again, verse 3. Go on. Oh, magnify the Lord with me, and let us exalt his name together. You see, David began with personal praise, and now not content to praise God by himself. He wants others to join him. He wants to take the deliverance he's experienced, by the grace and mercy of God and bring it close to others so that they can see it and rejoice with him in an overflow of praise and thanksgiving. And you know, as we praise and thank God, we magnify him. We don't add to God or make him any greater or any larger. No. We take who God is and what he has done so that others can see and know and rejoice in him. Well, there we are. It's going can be a lot of repetition in that psalm, but three verses about praising God, exalting him, magnifying him, rejoicing in him, all of which includes our gratitude as we say a heartfelt thank you to our loving Father whenever, wherever, whatever. Paul in his letter to the Thessalonians writes, be joyful always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Oh, I read again recently about Corrie Ten Boom in Ravensbrook concentration camp and the time there when her cell shared with others was being relentlessly bitten by the fleas. They suffered painfully. How could she give thanks to God in such circumstances? But, thank you, Lord, for the fleas, she said. And within hours, the gods gave up coming to the cell for fear of being themselves bitten. And Corrie and her sister and others were no longer interrupted or stopped from worshipping or praising God in song. Thank you, Lord, for the fleas. Grateful and praising God, whatever the circumstances. Let's move on. In verses 4 to 7, we have David's testimony basically explaining the reason for his praise as he recalls his escape from Gath and King Achish. Been fearful in a pitiful state, poor, he'd really been in need. But he turned to the Lord, he sought him, and the Lord answered him, saving him from his troubles and delivering him through the trial he was experiencing. He'd cried out to God, and he knew that his deliverance was by the mercy and the power of God alone. And then in verse 5, look to him, and be radiant. Wow! Look to him and be radiant. Yes! What a reminder to us all. As we look to Christ in faith, we become radiant. Frowns are changed into smiles of joy, and depression and despair give way to delight and rejoicing. You know, no one who commits his life to the Lord will ever be disappointed. He doesn't fail the one who trusts in him. And so on to verse 8 with its invitation. Come on, the first half of verse 8 altogether. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. What an invitation. What an invitation. In the message it says, open your mouth and taste. Open your eyes and see how good God is. You know, we may hear from others, we do hear from others as they witness to their journey of faith, and they may reason, they may argue, they may resort to logic, they may marshal Christian evidence, but we never experience the reality of what they say until we individually taste and see for ourselves and choose to walk and talk with the Lord and follow him. Let's never hold back from inviting others to taste and see how good God is so that the reality of what David tells us in the verses that follow is what they experience. There, look look in verse 8. There's happiness for those who take refuge in him. Verse 9 for those who fear the Lord have no want. Verse 10 That those who seek the Lord lack no good thing. And of course we add to that all that David has already listed in previous verses and we're going to see later in this psalm more of what we find when we taste the Lord. Verse 11 and onwards. (laughs) Come, come children and listen to me. I'm going to teach you a lesson. If you love life and would like to see many more good days, come on, many more good years, well then, verses 13 and 14, don't forget, keep your tongue from evil and your lips from speaking deceit depart from evil and do good seek peace and pursue it speaks for itself doesn't it we don't have to go through it and then now in verse 15 we read of our attentive God his eyes are upon the righteous watching over them His ears are listening and they hear their cries. I love the message translation of these verses. God keeps an eye on his friends and his ears pick up every moan and groan. And then in verse 16, God won't put up with rebels. He'll cull them from the pack. Come on, nearly there. Let me just pick out in verses 17 to 22 how the Lord saves and delivers. It's all there, isn't it? All that he does for the righteous. There's some repetition here. There's a lot of repetition. There's a lot of repetition here this morning because we're going to go away with that very, very strong message that we praise the Lord for all that he's done. Look at it in verses 17 to 22. The Lord hears... Folk when they cry for help, and he rescues them, then the Lord is close to the brokenhearted, he's right there with them, he saves them when they are crushed in spirit. And then, verse 19 yes, the righteous, we will have our afflictions all righteous will have their afflictions. They'll get, we'll get into trouble and have trials, but the Lord will rescue them. Come on, let's not miss out on anything that's being said here. Let's engage with each and every line. And in verse 22, come on, let's end on verse 22, and all say together, The Lord redeems the life of his servants. None of those who take refuge in him will be condemned. Yes, we praise God that there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. What a great psalm. What a great psalm with such a great message about our loving forgiving, rescuing Lord. David tells us so much about him, and it's all from personal experience. And he just wants to bless the Lord and praise him. And he begins that psalm with, and I'm going to repeat it, and we're going to repeat it over again, and he says, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise will continually be in my mouth. He commits himself there. He commits himself to bless the Lord and declare his praise 24-7 times 52 for every year in the future, come what may. I will bless the Lord, he said. You know, I felt challenged as I read that over and over again in the last week. And I thought of that day many, many moons ago when Hazel and I were married and the minister asked me not do you love her he said to me will you love her and I declared loudly I will do I join David this morning and make that commitment do I echo his words I will bless the Lord at all times his praise will continually be in my mouth. What about you? What do you feel as you've read that psalm, to what extent do you feel you've engaged with it, that this was something of you and how you want to respond and how you want to be? Father, may we all be like David and bless you and extol you whenever, wherever, and come what may. You are our all-loving, all-knowing, almighty God, our helper, our keeper, our rescuer. Oh, when we offer you our praise for all that you are and our thanksgiving for all that you've done, all that you're doing, and have promised to do. Oh, to you be all the glory. Amen.